Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials. Here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today I want to look at how neuroscience affects our immune system. For those of you who are watching this in the future, I'm filming this during the whole coronavirus thing. And the immune system is a big deal because it seems to be a big uh, determinant on how this particular virus affects people. If you've got a pretty healthy immune system, you fare better. And what a lot of people don't know is that we can impact how well our immune system works through neuroscience. Now, for those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, you know I talk about neuroscience in terms of three parts to the brain. Of course, the brain is very complicated, but I like to divide it into three parts because each one of them do something different. And the more we understand how each of them work and how to influence that process, the more influence we can have in our life and the lives of others. So we got the lower part of the brain, that's the brain stem, that's the fight or flight part. Upper 80% of the brain is called the neocortex, I call it the top of the mind. This is where we have access to our interpersonal skills, problem solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, compassion, joy, etc. The middle part of the brain is called the limbic system. A lot of people call this the emotional brain because this is where our emotions are triggered for the most part. This middle brain is designed to keep us alive as a species. So that's its mission on the planet. So it has a tendency to kind of scan the environment and pay a whole lot more attention to negative events versus positive events because negative events have the potential to carry a threat. Unfortunately, it's not very smart and it's working on old software. So it has a tendency to interpret almost anything negative as dangerous and throws us into the part of the brain that's designed to deal with danger. And if we're dealing with a situation where either fighting it or run away, running away from it is what is called for to keep us safe, that is a perfect response. But given what we're dealing with today and given that how we're kind of always dealing with things that we really can't either fight or run away from, getting thrown into that lower brain just doesn't serve us. It keeps us frustrated and stressed and angry and annoyed and anxious and depressed. So what I like to do is show people how to influence how to get from that lower brain to the upper brain, how to stay there. Now, for those of you who want a, a, a model for this, I have actually written a book called Life from the Top of the Mind. It's all about how to get from one part of the brain to the other part of the brain. Feel free to pick that up on Amazon if you like. Today, I want to talk about our immune system because when we go into fight or flight, what our body does is it shuts down all non-essential systems so that it can focus all of our energy on either fighting or fleeing. Um, it triggers cortisol. The job of cortisol is to rush throughout our body, shutting down all those non-essential systems. And our immune system, unfortunately, is one of the systems it shuts down. Because again, in a fight or flight situation, we don't need that part of the body working. Maybe later we do, but not in that particular situation. Great in a fight or flight situation, but when we're dealing with this kind of whole coronavirus thing or just any kind of nebulous worry threat that we can't really fight or run away from, getting our immune system compromised by our worry and anxiety or stress or frustration or depression isn't serving us. So what I also let people know is while this middle brain does have a tendency to throw us into the lower brain, triggering adrenaline, noradrenaline and cortisol, we can actually shift from the lower brain to the upper brain and trigger serotonin and endorphins. Serotonin and endorphins help us think clearer, feel better, and help our body, including our immune system, work better. You see, basically our brain is this big pharmacy. 
and it's kind of doing what it does based on how it is supposed to do it. If we can begin to influence that process, however, we can affect our immune system in positive ways. The more we get outside, the more we do exercise, the more we connect with others, the more we laugh, the more we love, the more we can do the things that are meaningful, that actually engages this upper 80% of the brain, triggering serotonin and endorphins and helps our immune system stay strong. Now, there's some other things we could do as well. Uh, talk about exercise. Exercise triggers endorphins. It's good for our body. Even just getting out and walking, that is helpful. And if you can't get out, walking around the house, maybe it's a good idea. Going up and down stairs, a good idea. Another thing we can do to boost our immune system is get a certain amount of sleep. And this is becoming more and more apparent as people start looking at exactly what's going on when we are sleeping. It's not just a time of rest. It's actually a time when our body and especially our brain are kind of washing out all the toxins that we created during the day. It re-kind of uh, connects with neurons and helps us actually be able to wake up in a way that we are more able to then deal with uh, whatever illness or challenge that we're dealing with in a more effective and a healthy way. Here's the way I encourage you to think about sleep. Number one, ask yourself the question, how much sleep would I recommend to someone I love? That's a question I love in almost any situation because it gets us out of the what am I supposed to do and gets into the what would I recommend to someone I love. Let's assume it's eight hours. So here's what I like to do. I like to kind of look at what time do I want to wake up, not what time do I have to wake up, what time do I want to wake up in order to have a kind of a, a morning routine that is comfortable. And then I count backwards from eight hours, and that's the time I want to go to sleep. For me, I like to get eight, eight and a half, sometimes nine hours of sleep a night. And so if I wake up at, say, 5.30 or 6, I really want to go to bed at 9 or 9.30, or at least go to sleep at 9 or 9.30. Going to, going to bed at 9 or 9.30 doesn't mean you go to sleep then. So what we want to do, given this is this pharmacy in the top of our brain, is trigger melatonin as a way of getting us ready for sleep and able to fall asleep. What we don't want to do is lay there trying to fall asleep, worrying or feeling anxious or stressed or annoyed or whatever, because remember that triggers adrenaline, noradrenaline and cortisol. Those are the fight or flight chemicals and they actually wake us up. So one of the reasons that people have trouble falling to sleep or falling back asleep when they wake up in the middle of the night is the brain goes into the worry cycle. We trigger chemicals, the exact same chemicals we would be triggering as if someone were breaking into our house. So what I suggest you do is kind of preload your body to trigger melatonin before you really want to go to sleep. Uh, you've heard of Pavlov's dogs. They rang the bell, they fed the dog. They rang the bell, they fed the dog. They rang the bell. The dog started to salivate in anticipation of the food. So the salivation was a chemical change in the dog. What we can do is start triggering melatonin as an anticipation for sleep. If you'll go to bed about the same time every night, and if you'll do about the same thing each night before you go to bed, I encourage you to try a hot bath. I'm not a bath person in the sense that I don't take baths to get clean, but at night what I do is I run a really, really hot bath, I lay down in it, and I just let every muscle in my body relax. And that is a trigger for me to begin to go into my sleep mode so it starts to trigger melatonin. Then after the really hot bath, five, three, four, five minutes, doesn't take long at all, 
I go and I lay down, I read a book, not Stephen King, not a novel that's going to keep me a page turner, but something that in interested. I don't know, maybe Life from the Top of the Mind would be a good book. What you want to do is read until you get sleepy. So you're giving your brain something to do as it gets sleepy. And then when it's time to fall asleep, what you want to do is fall asleep, not try to go to sleep. We can't really go to sleep. We can go to the store, we can go to bed, but we can't go to sleep. Sleep isn't a place we, a place we go, it's a place we fall. So what I like to do is do the hot bath, do the reading, and then when I notice I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open, I put the book down, I turn off the light, and I just kind of imagine falling into sleep. Uh, by the way, I do have a YouTube video on how to fall asleep and fall back asleep where I actually use a model in the book that shows people how to do that. Feel free to, to Google that if you want or email me and I'll send you the link. So the idea is what we want to do is do everything we can do during these times and frankly during any time to maximize our immune system, to trigger the kind of chemicals that allow us to think clearer, feel better, and allow our body to fight off the things that it is designed to fight off. Once we can begin to do this in this very purposeful way, that has us accessing this upper 80% of the brain. It keeps this limbic system from continually throwing us into the lower brain, and we have more influence in our life and the lives of others. This is what I teach, by the way. I go around the world teaching people how to access their best by accessing a certain part of the brain and able to then help them kind of actually bring their best to life by, by doing this on a in a purposeful way. If this is something like you would like me to do for your organization, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the contact button, let me know what you're interested in, love to talk with you about that. In the meantime, here's to you. Bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do, including strengthening your immune system. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the future.